tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. could make it. You know, we've been through some amazing adventures together, but I just gotta tell you about one that beats them all. You see, I just got back from the land of Oriana. Never been there? That doesn't surprise me. They don't have an airport. <laughs> Come to think of it, I don't even know if I could get back there myself. Boy, some of the people and creatures there are pretty strange. You see, Oriana is in another dimension. That might sound far away, but it's closer than you think. One thing's for sure, though. Trouble is trouble, no matter where you are. Apparently that was all muted, so none of that we were just talking about awesome. was on there. So oh. we were talking Felix the Cat colon the movie, Man. the movie the <laughs> from uh, nineteen eighty eight and nineteen ninety one at the same exact time. Yes. <laughs> Why not? Why not, indeed? Because it was originally released in Italy in nineteen eighty eight. Then it came over here three years later. Because that's the way movies are made. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's just how it goes. So this week uh, we are being joined. It's not just Angela, Chris, and myself, but we also have another Geekly Radio alum. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Chris. How you doing? <laughs> the other Chris of Geekly Radio. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound like me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris Frady of uh, Imagine If and... Uh, Anything else that he wants to join up on? Things. <laughs> things. Stuff. Is Stuff in, and things. Decided to watch uh, Phoenix the Cat with us this week. And, I don't know if uh, it was decided to. <laughs> you just I came over to watch <laughs> Legends because I was like, I heard this episode was really good. And then it turned into Felix the Cat. And I was like, oh, I should have left a while ago. <laughs> you had your chance. You're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so... We are already speaking very highly of this movie. <laughs> uh, basically, this was a, a, a Chris pick. Yes, uh, from his from his list, or his part of the list. God, I've seen this movie so many times. <laughs> except all of those times were before I was six. Oh well, I would imagine that would make a big difference. On uh... turns out it did. <laughs> yeah, you need to have... oh, nostalgia. <laughs> you needed to have a very open mind. Ah oh, man, uh, as of a child or someone on drugs. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to say that. <laughs> The brain chemistry between a child and a person high on LSD must be pretty similar. (laughs) Study show. (laughs) I mean, the plot is there. You've got a talking cat with basically a Green Lantern power ring because he could turn his bag into whatever he wants for whatever situation that gets summoned to another dimension a la uh, a tear. A tier, but <laughs> very much like a D and D quest. Fair enough. With robots, Fair with enough. a dude that needs a suit to assist him to live. Very Darth Vader. It's like D and D and Green Lantern and fucking Star Wars got together and had a baby. That sounds awesome. That is not what this goddamn movie is, though. Was their pet cat? <laughs> 
Did you know all those movies while you, when you were five? <laughs> did you know about all those? Did you know about the all Green of Lantern? them except for Green Lantern? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's uh, one way of describing the movie. We have uh, this movie was apparently an hour and twenty two minutes long. Really? It, oh. I'm pretty sure we sat there for two hours. Holy but crap! Yeah. At least it says an hour and twenty two minutes on IMDb. Rated G. Not not too surprised there. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Tibber Hernadi. Yes. Tibber Hernadi. That's right. So, uh, uh, I don't, let's see what else the, the, this person <laughs> went on to direct. <laughs> uh, 17 credits in the animation department. Uh, seven credits as a director with Gustav. Gustav Balik. Can we just have Chris do this? Cause he's just making these I'm pretty sure up. these aren't Italian either. <laughs> they don't sound like they are. <laughs> and then the seventh brother in 1995. Sweet. Uh, he's also gone on. He's also got three writing credits, which are more things that my American brain cannot comprehend. So awesome. <laughs> well, here's something crazy. I was just pulling up on its wiki. Do you know how much it cost to make this? Like, this thing had a budget of $9 million. What? Yep, that's what this thing is saying. <laughs> and what crap. its box office pulled in was 1964253 So that magic bag made the money go. <laughs> I, Holy cow. I mean, there's the... I don't know if this is the actual company. Like, they, ha- they own Felix the Cat, but I guess there has to be some licensing involved. But nine. Yeah, nine million. million. Well, animation million costs a lot then. to do. Uh-huh. True, uh, that's a lot of people working for a little bit of movement. But they're foreigners, they're... you know. It's not like they got paid. It's like some little kid in a factory. It's not that big a deal, you know. During the daytime when he was making Levi jeans, he went home and drew Felix the Cat on the side because I mean, that on. was his leisure time. <laughs> the animation wasn't even. That fluid, like it, it really, it's pretty bad. It kind of almost felt like a gif, like their their <laughs> actions went like from one frame to the other. New action, oh, there was man. no fluidity. The That's whole true. time watching yeah. that, I was like, I need to make gifs of this movie. <laughs> and all you gotta do is just, I was you know. just sitting there thinking, like, oh yes, I'm gonna make a sweetie swooty out of that one. <laughs> Which is a good place for your brain to go to while you're watching the right? movie. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because like going back to like the nostalgia factor on that, like it's funny because like I don't know, I'm sure we all had those moments like when your parents would go out and the VHS was the babysitter, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, you know, so you, like I remember going to Albertsons and it was like all right, you can pick two kids' films, and you would you'd pick them, and it was like. You know, I remember. I, I remember one of my go-to's was this Bugs Bunny one, and it had like four cartoons on it. And mm. one of them was the one where the the fat guy and the skinny guy were trapped on the island, and they were trying to eat Bugs Bunny, and it was running around. And then eventually, they saw each other become like a hot dog and a, a hamburger. You know? Right. And it's like back then you're like, this is just hilarious. It's funny. And I, I'm afraid to watch that now because I'm like, Don't it has it. this golden memory in my mind. <laughs> Don't and if do I, it. Yeah, well, yeah, you it's can't. Be bad. Yeah, you can't because it's like that's what this kind of taught me. Because it was like, because like I know, like I remember watching Felix. Like I, I loved him. He was a cool cat, you know, literally. Nah. Um, <laughs> and you know, but that was just like you watch that. Oh wow! <laughs> and Mitch was the one who was like, "Let's invite Chris." <laughs> Sorry, you can't work that way, Mitch. <laughs> but um. 
but yeah, it's just these movies, they take a hit, you know, and it's, it's funny because when you look at stuff that they make for kids nowadays, they do put something in there for the adult mind, you know, like the parent that mm-hmm. is watching it. But movies back then, man, it was, it was just like, what can you give up a hopped up on sugar, ADHD, because I don't even think they knew what that was nowadays. I don't even know what that is nowadays. What do you do for that kid to pass 78 minutes, you know, it was like, whoop, 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 you know. And, and a like, whole lot oh, of violence. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like just hit something tunes. real quick, yeah. <laughs> We have uh, David Colin is the voice of Felix the Cat. Uh, As an actor, that's his only credit. His his only directing credit is Pirate TV, a TV series. And his only writing credit is Hardcore TV, a TV series. It's fast, it's fun, it's fat. Uh, He was the creator of of Hardcore TV. Um, Odd. That's a thing that happened, apparently. That's his only stuff on his credits. Um, We also have uh, writers for this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Does it say the age they were when they wrote it? (laughs) Don Aurelio. Aurelio. O-R-I-O-L-O. Aurelio. Aurelio was one of the screenplay writers. Um He's gone on to do Felix the Cat Saves Christmas and Coconut Fred's Fruit Stand Island TV series. Fair enough. Mm. Uh, and then the other screenplay writer was Pete Brown. Uh, for his... Oh. He's got a lot for soundtrack. He's, this is his only, writing, his only writing credit, but as a uh, for soundtrack, he's got 66 credits. Even last one of the last the last ones was uh, Joy. He wrote "I Feel Free," the movie Joy with uh, oh, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. Huh. Huh. So, guess he's a composer. Yeah, I was I looking at so. his wiki. He does he does a lot of radio stuff, so it sounds like that's more his background. So, guess it must have been like somebody walked down the hall, like, "Hey, we're taking this Felix the Cat movie. We're making an English American. You want to do a voice? <laughs> sure, I got twenty minutes." <laughs> it says for Felix the Cat, the movie he had uh, he's a writer of "Who Is the Boss," uh, something more than friends, and, and together again. I'm guessing the music played a big part in the movie because it's animated. So he com- he must have wrote the music. Don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> the world may never know. The world may never this know. This is a cold case. <laughs> uh, story goes straight to Don Aurelio, and characters were by Joe Aurelio, Joseph Aurelio. So, did, does that mean he originally created Felix the Cat? I doubt it. I don't know. Don it's probably or... for the characters in, in the movie, that, movie. Are, that are not part of the regular Felix the Cat right. universe. Donna Arolio is also in the music department as a composer for the movie. Additional music and songs. That's what it says. So, yeah, there's a, I mean, obviously music played a big part in this movie getting made. Well, okay, here's something interesting. So, go and follow up on that Felix the Cat creation. So, he's created by Pat Sullivan and Otto Messimer uh, back in 1919 in his first appearance, Feline Follies. And he was actually a silent character, so obviously that was you know the piano music with the whole you know hijinks and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah I mean, that music would have a strong. I think you get a very like just watching this movie, you got a very much a Steamboat Willie or a Steamboat yeah. Mickey feel from it. Mm-hmm. Yes, the voice can be 
argue it is kind of similar too. Very similar. Yeah. Even though he did not, <laughs> even though Mickey Mouse didn't have a voice in Steve, Steamboat. Well. Right, but his first voice <laughs> yeah. was a lot like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it was made by well, it was Walt Disney that that voiced him. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So there's that. So it's funny because <laughs> Felix predates Mickey. But then once Mickey came in with sound, he really changed a lot of it. And it looks like Felix got lost for a bit, but then they try to revive him every now and then. And obviously the movie was one of those attempts. Mm-hmm. Poor cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the other voice actors we had in his was uh, The Professor and Grumper were done by Chris Phillips. Pre- Pre- Princess Orania uh, was Maureen O'Connell. Uh, Duke of Zill was Peter Newman. Uh... Madam Pearl was Alice Platon, and Don Relio did a voice of, of a creature at some point. So, I myself don't know too many uh, voice actors. Does any of those names sound familiar to you? Nope. <laughs> Chris Phillips, um, as an actor, has 37 credits. He's done uh, Bubble Guppy, Guppies, uh, Epic. Captain Corelli's cartoons, Cartoon Lagoon. Lagoon. Um, <laughs> hey, Beavis and Butthead, did he have a credit there? <laughs> Beavis and Butthead? I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the car dealership owner. That was a vital character right yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of the things are additional voices and, you know, uh, random a, people. Is that Max Payne? Max Payne. Yeah, video game. Max Payne, he was a cleaner. So, like, like I said, a lot of... Not a lot of named characters. He's not the high-end go-to guy. And then I guess for the princess, we have Maureen O'Connell, who has done, it looks like a, some a lot of anime to American, or English, I, should say, I guess. Uh, Blackjack, Ninja Scroll. Ooh, oh, Ninja Scroll. <laughs> that sounds familiar. She was the voice of Zakachi's daughter. Ah. Fair enough. How about uh, Galaxy Express 99, Can You Love Like a Mother? Uh, no. Oh, that's a deep question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Caddy Caterpillar? No idea what this is. Fight Icer 1? Icer (laughs) 1? All right, so those are all things. Just making up things now. I'm not. He doesn't even have the computer on. (laughs) (laughs) He's been lying to you guys. I can see over his shoulder. This whole time, <laughs> but yeah. So those are those are some of the things that she's done. Let's see if there's any added trivia for this movie. One, one note of trivia. Sweet. Out of everything, and it's pretty much what Chris already told us. This film was completed in 1988, but was not released in the U.S. until three years later. Boom. Thus, 1991. Trivia. Boom. <laughs> Already done. On There's nothing else to know about this movie. Okay, I have to admit, I would say probably about 30 minutes in the middle of the movie, I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I kind of dozed off towards the end. 30 minutes? Man, you were out pretty quick. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying for I remember you pawned the PlayStation controller off on Chris. Like, hey, you got to plug this in. I said you had to figure this out because he knew where, where he was going to watch it. Like, which is another thing. We ended up watching it off of Kiss Cartoon. Yeah. Something like something. that. It was pretty much the only place that we could find it online yeah. to watch. Uh, yeah, it wasn't... Um, 
too handy, I guess you could put. Um, some of the other movies that IMDb suggests uh, people who all, who like this also liked. Uh-huh. Chipmunk Adventure. What? Is that the one where they find the mom? No, that's the one where they... I, I think that's the one where they go on the, the adventure with the hot air balloons. Oh, mm, like okay. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, the Care Bears movie. Ah, man, that... DuckTales, The Treasure of the Lost Lamp. Oh, that was so good. That was an epic. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, the TV series from 1993 to 1994. Don't t- don't ask me which one is that because I don't know which one. I know there's. Well, like we need to know four. which one it is because <laughs> is it the one with the plot? I don't or know. Or is it the one that was it's well, like a Saturday morning cartoon? Oh, from 93 to 94, that would have been the Saturday morning cartoon. I think wasn't that Urkel who did the voice? Yeah, for both of them. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's but, been Sonic. Oh, I didn't know that. For I just, years. I, I knew. I knew he did the cartoon. But I didn't yeah, know there was anything else. There were two Sonic cartoons at the same time. Wow. One had a plot that like overarched the whole series, where it was Sonic and the Freedom Fighters going up against Doctor Robotnik, and the other one was Sonic and Tails have adventures, and Doctor Robotnik tries to do things every episode <laughs> and fuck them over. <laughs> So I don't and know which one it was. happens, <laughs> but that one's the better one. And well, I'm guessing that's the one that they sh- they're, they're telling, saying people probably liked. Probably. Uh, American Tale, Five Goes West, and An American Tale. Oh, those were so good. I don't know if there would really be any crossover. <laughs> right? Like, I, I feel that... Uh, it's just like, hey, you watched animated movies around this time. This is the other animated stuff that came out. Of <laughs> yeah. I feel that's how that uh-huh. algorithm was. Was like, what else was made in eighties, late eighties, early nineties, cartoon wise? And <laughs> shabam, there you go. The uh, IMDb actually does. Whoever did actually wanted to go into Goose uh, for this for some reason. Yeah. Well, while in the hair forest after escaping Wax Circus, the pr- the princess is overtaken by a headhunter. She falls, and Felix asks if she is all right. And she's the, bleeding. In the first frame of her of her kneeling, she has blood on her shoulder on the left of the screen. But the next frame, her dress is white again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that happens. <laughs> well, you know, you know what's so funny is that even for, like, uh, like, that's not, I mean, okay, that's bad... But it's not even that main. It could it could easily fall into that's what was supposed to happen, because there's a point in the movie. And I don't remember what it is, but uh, he he even says, uh, or I I said it before he says it. He says, "I said he left his bag behind." Right, and he goes, "Oh no, I've left my bag behind." Yep, and then he heard you instantly. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the bag. Yes, yeah, here comes the bad guys with the bag. Yeah, they bring the bag. Oh yeah, the professor brings the bag back. Yeah, to yeah they got it right there. Which is fine because then they journey into that other dimension to steal the bag because they're yes. like, well, he's got the bag, and you think like, I mean, I know it's a kids' film, you know, way back in the day, but it's funny because it's it like that's one of those ones going they the could have just way. taken the bag, but then like gone back to their entrance way, like, oh, let's go back the way we came. We'll go back home and we're good. We're good. Can't go back through the circus. Yes, you can. <laughs> it's nonsense. There's Get no out of establishment here. on you yet. <laughs> But, like, this is a point in the movie where they could actually have him struggle and be like, oh, well, he can't rely on the bag because the bag isn't there. It's okay, though, because he didn't really rely on the yeah, bag the in bag the first place. It was very, like, screwy to him because anybody else could just, like, barely touch the bag and next thing you know, they're holding it. And yeah. meanwhile, he had to, like, concentrate and be like, all right, I'm going to make this. And he makes this cool suit and then somebody just accidentally touches and like, bloop, gone. 
So even though that was his bag, it really wasn't his bag. Well, this is whoever, yeah, whenever someone touched it, it reverted back. What are some of the things? I, the one thing I remember is he turns it into a parachute, parachuting uh, yeah. suit. That was the very beginning of the movie, so he could like fall a, down the hole. Did the bubble outfit? He, he turned it into the bubble to save yeah. the princess. Yeah. The scuba one, the scuba outfit. Um, Can you remember anything that he turned the, was, the bag into? Was he? Did he turn it to a drill? To drill the oh, hole. Yeah. Oh, the right. jackhammer. Yeah. yeah, I had the jackhammer. So, yeah, uh, there's your, your Green Lantern, Phil, but uh, yeah. he just does That's not use I'm it saying. effectively. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't at all. There was no manual with the thing. He didn't know what to expect. <laughs> so the greatest American hero as well? Yes. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> um, what is the exact story behind what's happening in or uh, what's the name of the land? Oriana. Is, uh, is Oriana is it... also the name of the land? Yes. As well as the name yes, of the princess. It was. Yes, it's very confusing. <laughs> okay. So what, what's the what's the story there? Why is the princess in danger? Because her uncle, the duke, was all about like, I guess they they used to be like a a warring nation that got rid of their weapons and stuff and so the duke was working on weapons and stuff got exiled because of that and so he's like oh god and like blew up blew himself up in the process and had to like make a suit so that he could live like iron man yeah exactly (laughs) exactly see (laughs) so he gets exiled and he's like, oh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get all the secret old knowledge for power and all this stuff. And they're like, yeah, whatever. You'll never make it past the swamp. <laughs> Lo and behold, years later, he makes it past the fucking swamp. <laughs> and he has <laughs> and robots that are buckets, but also have arms. Yes. And, and they fly. And, and they fly. They have... Technicolor spotlights. I yeah. felt like they were. I felt like a lot of the parts of the movie were also trying to steal from like Fantasia, like uh, like a specifically the mop scene, the mop, the right. Mickey Mouse, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah, scene. like because well, there's, there's even a part where there's like a, a hippo dancing on, on something, isn't there? Or did I dream that? <laughs> I don't no, know. I, you, yeah, that was your dream. Everything was a dreamage. <laughs> whole movie was a nightmare even when i was a child that circus scene like the whole part of the movie at the circus was just boring and too long and i didn't like it and that was triply true watching it now i was like my god they need to get out of this fucking circus Go on with the adventure. And lo and behold, it just took some bubbles and they got to get out of the circus. And the mizzards. And the mizzards. The mizzards. Which are mice lizards. That's right. Because when you cross <laughs> you crossbreed the two, you just get joyful uh ballerina esque. Uh, ballerina esque uh <laughs> creatures that are not abominations. Right. <laughs> um can you guess what type of, or what what the audience score for this movie is? Oh, good god, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. I'm gonna say fifty-two. Fifty-two. Unless you're looking at it right I there. I accidentally saw okay, it. Okay, so then you're <laughs> gonna guess. 
So uh, you both went over, oh. but, it's, but Chris is closest oh. with 35%. Come Ooh. on down. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't be on The Price is Right. Sad. Yeah. I mean, once again, there, this is a movie for kids under the age of five. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or adults on LSD. That's um, very true. <laughs> Yes. Very apt assessment. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, you have Shelby Thrasher. You know that's going to be a oh, good man. good re- re- review right be there. Quality. That's an awesome last name. What was this? <laughs> this was by far the worst animated piece of junk I have ever seen. I went ahead and watched it just to see what it was all about. Let me tell you, it was all about noise and nonsense. It was like experiencing a terrible fever dream to the cubed root. Oh, to the cubed root. Wow. Avoid this piece of junk like the Wait plague, the and you will thank me. That was another thing that I thought was very interesting was the was the animation style. It seemed like it almost seemed like there was three different types of animation style that, to go along with the yes. the movie. Yeah, you had yeah. Felix original style, and then you also had kind of the kind of a different kind of like 80s like it was very like, like heavy metal yeah very much yeah, heavy, metal metal heavy metal i felt yeah. that like they must have went to that studio or whatever the that the company was because when they went to like when they did the rock song when they had the, the the cat band and they were like you know bill is lord and it was like i was watching that, i was like whoa this is this is that crazy like you know punk movement style animation you know heavy metal stuff and so yeah that was definitely one of them yeah call back to the original felix style and then whatever the filler was (laughs) and the film it says opens up with an introduction by felix who is rendered in cgi using new motion capture technology so Uh, what (laughs) at that time yeah Uh, but motion (laughs) capture why would they need a I, I, was it Andy Serkis? <laughs> <laughs> that was his first role, actually. Yes. Uh, so that I mean, yeah. And there was definitely a. It was. A, it was just. I think it was. It maybe it was trying to do way too much. Yes. And also curtailing to maybe it. It knew it, it had some adult audience because of uh, it being such an old property or an old IP. Right. But uh, yeah, I, don't, I think they just missed the boat in and almost in general. Now is they're like a. Like adult Felix the Cat, like isn't there like a like naughty there's, version? There's Fritz, Fritz the Cat, yeah. Fritz the Cat. That's yeah. what it is. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe I've always got those two mixed up. Like probably, probably. that's a hell of a mix up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never watched either one. Remember that scene with Heathcliff? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so that's why I was, when you you mentioned Felix the Cat, I was I think I was thinking like that one, and I was like, I don't know. I thought I thought it was that adult version, but no, Fritz the Cat. Thank you. <laughs> um, so home media it was released by Buena Vista Home Video in, in August 23rd 1991 the film was also a staple of Disney Channel's programming roster during the 1990s as of 2011 it only it's only legitimate DVD release uh, have occurred in Great Britain the Netherlands Bulgaria Germany and Serbia haven't the Serbians suffered enough <laughs> <laughs> Did they just like airdrop these onto people, <laughs> hoping that they'd watch it and suffer? Poor Europe. <laughs> wow. Ah, awesome. Critical reception off of Wikipedia. The staff of Hollowell's Film Guide called it a labor attempted to update the classic cartoon figure. Philip Strict of F- MFB 
commented that it was more likely to bury the integrating Felix beyond uh, beyond re- revival than to stimulate fresh legions of fans. In his 2005 book, television cartoon shows, Hal Erickson noted that it's it managed to salvage whatever marginal charm the 1960 series has has had by dressing it up with first class animation and character design. I don't know. Nice uh, <laughs> character design, sure. Some of the parts are reasonably well animated. Yeah, there was. Felix was I can't for the most part, well animated. It was the other characters that were kind of stiff. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they knew what they were going with on it. But, you know, it, there is something, like, I don't know, I, I felt looking at it from a, a standpoint, it, it did, you could tell it was definitely, it was rushed, because it's like, they wanted to get it out, because I remember looking at, I think it was the Wikipedia, they wanted to get it out, you know, that Thanksgiving of 88 in the States, and that didn't happen. And then it stumbled till, what, 91? So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a hell of a lot of time. And then even then, after this movie, the next time we'll see Felix the Cat is 1995, I believe. Yeah, 1995 in a show, The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat. So, I mean, yeah, you could tell they were like, all right, we're going to put our eggs in this basket. Let's go for it. This <laughs> thing's going to be awesome. And no, the character just had seven years of hell just because of that. So it's it was rough because, you know, it definitely looks like it went through several people's hands. Uh, several several different studios, a lot of disconnect between story and concept. And, I mean, good thing it is. It's aimed at children, but it's even aimed, like, in my opinion, I feel like it's aimed at, like, lower-end kids. You know, like, this is, like, the one where it's like, eh, this is the bastard neighbor boy here. We'll let him watch it. (laughs) You know. I mean, it is fun when you're under the age of five. flashbacks right now. (laughs) (laughs) This was the thing that Daddy gave me a name. (laughs) So, and it looks like, in, did you just say in 2014, the rights of the character were acquired by DreamWorks Animation? No. Okay, so, the, I mean, I there have. you go. 2014, <laughs> oh, wow. DreamWorks is, is now the, the owners for the rights of Felix the Cat. Um, maybe uh, some more feature films in the... That's, yeah. It's probably going to happen. In the pipeline, I would have, yeah. I would yeah. hope so. He's a great character. I mean, honestly, like, uh, what, what, there was an advertisement, there, wasn't there, like, Felix Oil Company or something like that? I could have sworn I remember like a company yeah. that had him as their mascot. Oh, Felix Insurance. There was. A I know insurance. there was a Felix Insurance, but I don't know oh. if they used him. They might have though. But I mean, like he's never he's never really had a bad reputation. I mean, people love Felix the Cat. Um, they even had a while there where they teamed him up with um, what you might call it, um, Betty Boop. And even right here, as you're pulling up some stuff, the U.S. Navy, you know, yeah, the one US of their Navy squadrons, used, they used, used him as the mascot for the Fighting Thirty One. Yeah, so I mean, he, he was a great character. It's just unfortunate, you know, the people that are running the character really aren't doing a good job with it. So hopefully that's where, what was it, DreamWorks you said? Or DreamWorks learned. Yeah. 27 yeah. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Nineteen or 1988 is a while ago now. Um, we have Legacy. In 2004, Felix was voted among the 100 greatest cartoons in a poll conducted by the British television channel, Channel 4, ranking mm-hmm. at number 89. In the same year, Felix was named 36 in Animal Planet's 50 Greatest Movie Animals. In 2002, Felix was voted in TV Guide's 50 Greatest Cartoon Characters of All Time, ranking number 28. Yeah, that's not bad. And in 1929, when television was in its experimental stage stages, the very first image to ever be seen was an illustrated illustration of Felix the Cat, it remained on screen for four for hours while engineers used it as a test pattern. 
That is no. pretty incredible. That's yeah, pretty I mean, cool. the TV <laughs> was on and it wasn't on. Hey, let's put Felix up there. So uh, there's the <laughs> there's lots of there's there's lots to do with them. I mean, Felix the Cat appeared in a rap group uh, Houdini's 1984 music video Big Mouth. Felix was inspired uh, inspired a reoccurring antagonist in the novel series Sito do Picacupu Amarello in the book of Renaissance de Nazareno of 1931. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> and I'm getting all this that. stuff from Wikipedia, so you can go look <laughs> it up yourselves. In 2014, comedian musician Weird Al Yankovic re- referenced Felix the Cat, Felix in the video for his song Handy, brandishing the character's iconic yellow bag of tricks during the line, Call me, I'll come rushing over with my bag of tricks. Uh, a very small clip of Felix was with his bag of tricks was featured in the recent Dr. Pepper commercial. Uh, in the Lee J. Ames book draw, f- book, draw 50 Cats, readers are shown how to draw Felix a cat step by step. Uh, Felix was ap- appears in pictures, frames, in Fuddruckers. Actually, that's a cool one right there. It's believed that the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog was inspired by Felix the Cat. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, I can see I can, it. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> well, especially, too, if you think about their mannerisms. You know, you look at some of their mannerisms, they are very similar. I mean, well, while Felix is goofy, I, I, I take Sonic more as impatient. But that makes sense because he's a speedster, you know. So it's like, right, oh, right. that's cool, you know. But that's pretty neat. Uh, there's an American DJ by the, by the name DJ Felix, Felix the House Cat. Used Felix as an inspiration for his stage name. Part of Felix, part of a Felix cartoon was played in the 2002 film Hundred Women by a projector that Sam was using to play the cartoon on Hope's Building. Uh, Felix, someone's breathing into the microphone. <laughs> Felix appeared in opening credits of Futurama episodes. <laughs> How Hermes re- requisitioned his groove back. The lesser of two evils, and the war is the H word. And war is the H word. Nice. Felix appeared in the 1927 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, making him the first balloon to float in the parade. Wow. Unfortunately, when the balloons were released, he got tangled in some phone lines and caught fire. No. The fire was put out. But Felix was shelved. Well, that's why that's why cats don't fly. <laughs> it sounds so nice that. I know, it almost sounds like he was the first balloon in the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, but then he crashed and burned and killed orphans. Oh. Oh. In an episode of The Simpsons, <laughs> Dean Scungio quotes the from the Encyclopedia of Animated Cartoons on the History of, of Felix, a Felix doll became Charles Lindbergh's companion on his famed flight across the Atlantic. Another episode of The Simpsons in which the origins of the cartoon characters Itchy and Scratchy explored parallels some of the disputed history Felix cr- Felix's creation set forth above and includes a spoof film entitled Manhattan Madness, uh, presented as the first Itchy and Scratchy cartoon, supposedly from 1919, that is similar in style to Felix in Hollywood and other early Felix animations. Which, you know, obviously, I don't know which one's itchy and which one's scratchy, but the cat, you know, does look a lot like Felix the cat. Right? What? No? I, well, I always I thought itchy and scratchy were Tom yeah. and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously, but... Okay, maybe I'm, I'm thinking I of wrong. I see the no resemblance. See. Okay. You're forcing that one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> The cartoon My Life as a Teenage Robot features a diner called 
Mesmer's, uh, named after Otto Mesmer, the and the doorway to the restaurant is a giant fix the cat head. Oh yeah. Anybody know what my life as a teenage robot yes. is? Yeah. I don't <laughs> I remember, remember that, that. but <laughs> I remember the show, but I don't remember the cat. <laughs> In Italy, Felix was called Meow Mio Meow under fascism and <laughs> was published by Corio de Piccolo. Piccoli. That one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Japan, two commercials for the 1991 Daihatsu Mira featured Felix. There was a special trim package called Felix the Mira uh, offered at, at, at that time. Felix the Cat was featured on the NHL goalie Felix Povin's helmet while he played for the Boston Bruins. The cat had been Povin's nickname dating back to his days with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the only hockey player I know known as the cat is uh, Julie the Cat Goldthwaite. Yes. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. That's right. <laughs> uh, Felix the Cat... Uh, Felix was uh, was to make a cameo appearance in Disney and Amblin Entertainment film Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The, night, the rights to the character were not obtained, but he appears as the mask of tragedy and comedy on the key... On the keystone at the entrance of to Toontown. Huh. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a, a little brief history of Felix Cat in, in pop culture, other than just the cartoons that he was in. You know, it's funny. I wonder if there's any connection. You remember in Batman Returns, the cat that Max Shrek had for part of his advertisements kind of had a little bit of a Felix feel. I to would it. definitely say that as a Felix. I mean, because it has that whole clock. Look to it, which all yeah, those eyes have, have mm-hmm. to be yeah. like somewhat Felix the Cat, right? I always thought they were. So yeah, I yeah. Mean, you know. It's not on here anywhere, but uh, I would assume that's that's what they were going with. And yeah, that uh, that clock uh, totally is probably that. where they make a lot of their monies from. Still, probably <laughs> so there's not too many. Uh, that's what keeps them in the Felix the Cat cartoons on. At least keep them there. Yeah. So there's some uh, interesting stuff. Uh, <laughs> Going at it this time as an adult, what's some of the what's a part that you did like, if anything? I still like some of the character designs, like like the professor or like who 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 are you talking about specifically? No, like the like the Duke of Zill and all that stuff. Like, there's cool character designs in this movie. They just are animated not great. And shouldn't so be in they, this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that as well. It's like they should be in a different movie. It, it, they, right. it should be a different movie that they're in. Not but even. I mean, that that's kind of like what they were going for. Because it's it feels dimension. like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can, I can mm. see that. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Like, this isn't the normal stuff that Felix would be dealing with, but he's doing it anyway. And I, I just feel like his his whole demeanor is way too nonchalant. Yes. Like, everything is just, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So oh, let's cool. do this. <laughs> I'm going swimming. Okay. Like, anybody else, you feel like if you went to another dimension, you'd be like, all right, well, I need to be careful. I need to be wary. <laughs> Maybe uh, figure out what's going on before I just jump into it. Felix, not at all. Not at all. Not not mm-hmm. not, not so whatsoever. 
He goes at it with puns. <laughs> puns? Many, many puns. Oh my goodness. This definitely That's the got me into your <laughs> head. That's the best part. <laughs> you love puns so much. Obviously stems from watching this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> at the age of being uh, malleable. I, I can't even count how many times I've watched this movie. Like, I probably postponed Dobbs closing down by watching this movie so many goddamn times. Dobbs. This and Dobbs. Cool World. <laughs> cool World. I imagine there's probably a Phoenix the Cat somewhere in Cool World, too. Probably. Uh, uh, how about you, Angela? Is anything redeeming about any of this movie for you? Or is this um, a part that you especially enjoyed? Um, I just kind of liked uh, getting to be more acquainted with Felix the Cat again. I, I I can't tell you when when's the last time I've seen a Felix the Cat cartoon, or if I ever did. Um, but you know, the, this movie was a good chance to to get to to know him and like how how what kind of cat he was. And I didn't, I you know, I, I don't really remember the magical bag of tricks, but. But now I know it's like you know his, his like a staple to him. Yeah, yeah. Like I was the same. I thought the ba- the bag of tricks was was supposed to be like a uh, Mary Poppins thing where you could just kept grabbing stuff out of there. But apparently, no. He just gets to turn it into other things. Yes. Chris. Uh, oh, it's funny. I, I didn't even think about the bag because when I think of Felix the Cat, I always just saw him as a cat. I never saw him with a yellow bag that went along with him. But um, I'm trying to pull up the lyrics, but I actually, I got to say, I really liked the song, Who is Boss? I mean, when he's trapped in there in this like whole underworld thing and the bad guy's taking over, it's like, wow, it's just this song of like repetition and it's like drilling this fact into you. And it's like, that's kind of funny because, you know, music can be a form of like a propaganda. And it's funny because that's deep. Like, you know, I have been bashing this film like, oh, man, it's, you know, like this is what you give the boy in a helmet to watch, you know. But then in reality, it's like, no, that part of the film is pretty deep. There's something to I only had to wear a helmet for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the who is the boss, that, 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 that song, you know, Google Felix the Cat, the movie, who is boss, it'll play for you and, you know. See what you walk away from it with, but I mean, I, I thought that was a pretty big staple of the film. I thought that was something else. Um, I thought it was interesting, like when you get to the end of the movie and they're I mean, they're kind of having their final showdown with uh, the Duke of Zill, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's become the new ruler and everything has to have Z's everywhere. Yes, and there's it, it, it to me. It, I don't know if it's supposed to or if I I just. I'm I'm bad. Did you catch how many times they threw out a zillion zillions? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> but like the the banners with the Z's on them and the the Z's everywhere else and the Z's on the walls and stuff remind me of swastikas. Like, yeah. Okay. So it is that's, supposed to have a. That's probably a exactly Nazi what they were of, going okay. for. That's a safe bet. <laughs> Fair enough. I just don't want to call out the Nazis when there's not any. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, that, that, I, I thought the, the, the production in that aspect of it was, was pretty good. The, the, the backgrounds and the, the scenery and stuff. Yes. Uh, five star reviews on Amazon. Here's one. <laughs> Actually, it has more five star reviews than anything else. Oh, wow. It's uh 70% five star reviews, 20% four star reviews and 10% one star reviews. Huh. Hmm. So, a uh, five-star review is 
by a customer on June 14, 2003. Buy this movie is the title. I first watched this movie when I was very young, and it enthralled me from the beginning. The soundtrack can't be beat, and the whole story is immeasurably bizarre. Though it's somewhat of a disturbing movie, if a copy is available, buy it. The animation is great, and it's... (laughs) And it's movie. It's a movie I'll never forget. But don't let your the your little ones see it because I had <laughs> nightmares for days. <laughs> That's so funny. Is I'm reading I'm reading this and I and I you know obviously just in my peripherals I see the rest of you and I'm reading through all of it and all of a sudden animation is great <laughs> and Angela goes into conniptions. <laughs> What? <laughs> I mean, again, the design. Maybe that's what they were talking about. But if you really look like compared to any other animation animated movie, like um, of, of his time or yeah. ever, like there's there's more like there's more like I would say like frames like to <laughs> to their to their characters, and, and it doesn't feel like. It doesn't look. It looks so obvious that they might have like just copied, you know, took in that last frame and then put in the other one to get the kind of follow through. Right. Um. It and it it just doesn't. No, it's not no, good it animation. Work. No, <laughs> it could have also been how we were watching it though. That might have played some part That's a in it. Good point, because who knows if that was like a bootleg of a rip of a you know. Because like I, I was as I'm googling this and I look at some of the images online, like in the Google images, they actually look very crisp, you know. So I think maybe that's yeah. something we got to take into account that it's we just got a bad copy. Who yeah, knows? and the you know there was lip syncing problems too, so maybe that's true. that was yeah, it's true. So that might have been it. Brittany on March 12th of 2012 said, "Best movie ever." I've always used to to I always used. And she's supposed to say two there, but it's O-T instead. Watch this movie when I was little, and I forgot how good it truly is. I really miss watching it. So there's a lot of nostalgia love for this. There is. Of course, yeah. And then uh, a kid's review on April 23rd, 2005. A valuable memory of the movie. I don't think a kid wrote that. <laughs> I, only ha- I, only, I have only seen this movie once in my life. So I don't remember much due to the fact that I saw it over three to four years ago. However, I do remember certain things in the movie, including the music. They played one of the most. Uh, they played one of my most favorite songs. Everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, it was good so far from what I remember, and hopefully I'll see it again soon. Like everybody, like from tears for tears, fears. For fears? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you didn't remember that scene where they appeared and they, the, the two guys were up there playing it. It was great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if maybe they're thinking of a different movie or what. I, they, they might let me, I'm trying to see if I can pull up a list of the, the song titles. Because they, they probably just mixed up a, a name of one of that them. That could definitely be it, too. Uh, <laughs> so, on to the one-star review. And there's only one one-star review. Okay. <laughs> it's, from, it's from Mick G., the director. Oh, wow. I don't know if it's actually from him, but that's what the <laughs> username is. Sweet. Mick G on September 29, Wait, that 2002. Guy doesn't like something? <laughs> that's pretty surprising since he makes some of the worst movies out there. Uh, worst movie ever. Biggest Felix fan. Uh, okay, that, that's kind of sounding like him now. <laughs> 
I absolutely love Felix the Cat. I grew up watching the episodes uh, from the 50s. My favorites and was so excited when I when I came across this video in a flea market. It is possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. There are several things I found inappropriate for children. The animation was horribly drawn, and Felix's bag was completely different from his cartoon shorts. I believe that the director of this film has never seen a Felix short. Instead of his bag helping him out of helping him out and changing into helpful things, Felix in this movie has laser vision and changes his bag. But the bag is trouble and causes problems for Felix. I love Felix, and this movie made me so depressed and disappointed. I will, I will never waste my time with it again. Well, Mick G, that is. You can actually very see hard. where they take their depression pills. <laughs> that's how deep that review that was. was. Very harsh of you to say about this movie, but I would have to agree <laughs> that it was bad. So there you go. There's, there's some opinions of it, Angela. Is this a movie you would recommend to other people? No. I'm, I'm sure there are better examples of Felix the Cat I, out there. I think there are, would, there are more than likely better examples of Felix the <laughs> Cat. Just show them some of the old serials, some of the old comic strips. Uh, you'd probably be better. Chris. True. Uh, no. I, and I, I should have known that this was going to happen because I used to also watch this other movie called... Uh, I believe it was called The Magical Journey. Uh, the Magic Voyage. The Magic Voyage. The Magic Voyage. Not like The Magic School Bus. No. Okay. It was a movie about Christopher Columbus, and it had this little, like, termite dude that, like, helped him out, and Christopher Columbus, like, had this cube globe and he like ate the corners so that it was more round and he was like dude check this out (laughs) the world is round and all this crazy stuff i ended up watching this movie again in like kindergarten having loved this movie watched it again and i was like why did i like this like (laughs) it's so bad like the story's good but the animation and stuff is just like horrendous I should have known that was going to happen with this <laughs> I should have known but that that movie also was released internationally and then brought over here it was actually a German movie and then a German movie about Christopher Columbus yes. discovering the Americas yes alright that's very interesting and he had to fight like a a hive mind of mosquitoes that like (laughs) could congeal into whatever like monster they needed to be and stuff yeah it's a really weird movie (laughs) okay i am not gonna recommend either of those movies then uh other chris would you recommend this movie Uh, no i i would honestly like like angela said there's other interpretations of felix um there's there's a lot better stuff out there. Because I remember watching Felix as a kid and enjoying it. Uh, not to sound totally mean about the movie. Um, but, you know, Felix the Cat, These this movie and any serial that you're going to find, they're going to suffer the same fate of old cartoons. Those crappy dollar bin DVDs. Yes, when we were a kid, we loved it because we hadn't had anything better. And then you discover better and you're like, what the hell, this sucks. Um, because this kind of takes me back to there's two Superman cartoons I remember Um, 
the uh, the forties ones, the Ruby Sears ones. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, sorry, the, the 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 Ruby Sears one was the one from the eighties, and that one was awesome because it was basically like the Man of Steel cart like comic book made into a cartoon. So there, they really delved into like business suit Luther and and stuff like that. And then there was the uh, the Max Flesher forties uh, ones, oh, right, which okay. was like the the classic stuff. And I, you know, you'd catch little snippets here and there, and you'd watch them, and like, man, this is awesome! I want to watch all of it. And I want to say it was around the boom of Superman Returns, and they were just putting it all out on DVD, so there was just crap out there. And finally, Warner Brothers did an official remastered version, and I was like, oh, these are great! And you know, I, I liked the Warner Brother releases because they were so much better, they were handled better, they were taken care of. The other ones were crap. And so that's what's going to be tough about Felix the Cat until, you know, I guess DreamWorks decides to do something major with them. Any interpretation is going to look awful. But, yeah, I, I really don't think I'd recommend the movie unless, you know, it's one of those like, you know, hey, I just finished watching Pink Floyd The Wall. I want to see some more weird shit. Let me watch this. <laughs> uh, and I think it's I safe to say. still have a lot of LSD left over. <laughs> it's safe to say that I also do not recommend this movie it's uh all the thumbs down a little too far out there i, I just don't understand uh, to me it's it's not really who is this movie for because a, a child is not going to be understand the storyline they they'll like the pictures but the storyline is going to be lost on them and an adult that couldn't comprehend the storyline is going to be like this is ridiculous yeah so there you have it um it's all negatives for all of us but an interesting time going back and rewatching it, and that's what VHS, VHS Gems is all about. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, what are we watching next? What are we watching next? Is a good question. <laughs> we have so afraid now. Five <laughs> movies left on the on the on the uh, the list. Oh man, and Crow is still there. Crow is <laughs> yes, still there. It's fucking happening this we week. We have <laughs> The Wizard, Problem Child, Happily Ever After, Monster Squad, and Crow. Oh God. <laughs> A oh, problem child that takes me back. What is happily ever after? Is that, is that yours? It's, it's that a yours? sequel. It's mine. Okay. It's a sequel to Snow White. Okay, like a dark sequel. A dark sequel. <laughs> and even as a child, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" So now I'm like really afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one out of five on random dot org. Oh God. Cool. And we five. come back with. Two. Damn it. <laughs> you stop trying to get me to watch Crawl. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're watching Problem Child. Sweet. That's <laughs> yeah. actually a good one. Huh? Is, that one of the, is that another that yours? That was mine. So that means Wizard was yours? Yeah. Or the Wizard? Yeah, it's the last oh, one of Wizard's mine. Wizard's another good one, too. All God, right. Problem Child, Child with J- John Ritter. Uh, yes. One of my favorites. And That's where he met his wife. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. her yeah. name? The yeah. redhead. The from, one she was from, on from Wings. Wings. Yeah. Um, Man, it got, you know, it's funny. And Wings was a big show. Like, the USA Network, it had such a, like, shaping in our childhood. You know, it's like, you know, like 10 o'clock, Wings would come on. You get an hour of Wings and some random movie and stuff like that. And, and it's funny because even John Ritter would guest star on Wings. Yeah, which, which, which made sense. Made, yeah, his wife. Um, and uh, I, I want to say the bad guy that escapes prison in that, the one that, that the, the, the kid is very much infatuated with is... Uh, yeah. Was it Kramer? Is it's Kramer, yeah. Yeah. It's, I want to say it's a uh, Michael Richards. Michael right? Richards, thank you. So, there you go, Problem Child. If you want to watch it with us, you know, uh, go ahead and uh, write us in. Or if you want to watch it on your own and talk about it, then go and watch it wherever you can. Uh, we will talk about that one next week, though. So, I am on Twitter at, at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Angela. <laughs> 
Uh, I am Flower Wreath Tails. The flower has no uh, vowels. No, no vowels. Chris? Wizard W-W-W-Y-Z-E-R-D. And Chris? Stuff I should say and should is spelled S-H-U-D. There you go. They're all on Twitter. It's at Geekleet Radio is, on, is Twitter for Geekleet Radio. Uh, geekleetradio.com is our website. You can check out all of our archived podcasts and uh, the podcasts, uh, the other podcasts we have on our network. And geekleetradio.com, or Geekleet Radio is the where you can find us on Facebook. So you can come and talk to us about this, this movie, past movies, other movies you want us to watch. Uh, but they got to be gems. They got to be certain movies that, you know, might not have gotten all the, the publicity back in the day. Uh, just something that you remembered watching. Uh, so that's that's what we we try and do here, unless it's Angela, then we just find yeah, a movie then that, it's a it's a totally it's a, new experience exactly because <laughs> she wasn't alive then <laughs> for five of those five six of those years. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, this has been VHS Gems on the Geekly Radio Network, saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. Oh, I forgot there were fish boobs. <laughs> We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.